Hi everyone, this is Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Everything is Football. Don't go away. Hello everyone and welcome to another EIF podcast. My name is Tomas Horson, I'm here with Mark Geshwin, and today is Thursday, July 28th. And Mark, it's a day of center backs. If you've been reading the news, you will notice that every big move being discussed today and late yesterday has been in regards to center backs moving to big clubs in the Prem especially. First, we see Khalidu Koulibaly has inching closer to a move to Chelsea after a 45 million bid has apparently been made by the English club. Speaking of English clubs, City have apparently had a bid accepted for John Stones for a reported 50 million. And they're also on the trails of Leonardo Bonucci, the star of the Euros. He's not young. He's 29, I believe. But knowing Man City, you'd think they could be going for both of them, not only one of them. The price is not an obstacle. And lastly, S. Mustafi. I'm not going to try his first name. It's, it's a complicated first name, as, as you can attest to, Mark. Mustafi, of course, is at Valencia, but has been linked to big clubs for quite a while now. Had an impressive showing at the Euros, although not much playing time. And, of course, Chelsea are apparently hot on the trails of him as well, if they cannot sign Koulibaly. So, Mark, out of these four, let's not touch upon Stones, as I think our viewers are pretty clear on what our opinion is on him. What do you see out of these, these other three? Well, to be honest, the one that actually intrigues me the most is I was going to go with Koulibaly just because I haven't seen too much of him in Serie A. I've seen him a couple times, but it doesn't int- intrigue me as much because I feel like he's sort of similar to Zuma. So I don't know how much he's really going to surprise people. He's sort of, you know, he's very athletic. He's a beast. He's powerful. Um, so I think we're, we'll, we're used to that. He's, it's, he's, you know, kind of like Mangala in that sense, but probably a little bit better. So the one that intrigues me the most is Shkrodan Mustafi coming into the Premier League. I think for the longest time, he was the better of the two at Valencia. And I'm talking about him and Nicolas Otamendi. And Otamendi is the one who ultimately got the move big money move to the Premier League. But a lot of people, myself included, sort of felt that the anchor of that Valencia backline had been Mustafi. And so I think that it is due time for him to get his move. And I think that whoever gets him, it's been reported that Arsenal are coming after him, especially in light of the news that Mertesacker is going to be out for roughly four to five months. And I think that if Arsenal get him, a backline of Mustafi and Koscielny is probably a backline that could, dare I say, could the Premier League for the Gooners. Well, I'd, I'd probably prefer a backline of Mustafi and Kurt Zuma. As we know, Zuma is the far superior player to Lauren Koscielny. But, no, I, I agree. With, with Koulibaly, he's young. I've actually seen him play quite a lot in Napoli, and the amount he improved this past season was just incredible to see. But at the end of the day, like you said, he's very, very similar to Zuma. Is that good? Of course it is. But in the short term, I don't know if a backline of the two of them starting has enough experience there to, to play week in and week out. Maybe of three at the back, if Conte decides to play that and then maybe get Terry in with the two of them, I think that would be fantastic. Uh, but I can't see it happening, to be honest. And I, I don't think Napoli are going to sell for $45 million, especially after being able to sell Iguain, who's half the player Koulibaly will be, for $90 million. So I don't see that happening. Mustafi is a good signing. 
I don't think he's a world-class center back. He's a very good center back, but he's not world-class, Mark. So I, d- I don't think he makes any team be yeah, an outright title contender just because of his signing. As for yeah. City, though, uh, and you haven't touched upon this, Mark, but as for City, I would personally prefer, as a City fan, to see Bonucci play there for three, four good years, then get John Stones and have him for, say, 12 years at, at his current level and his supposed potential that everyone loves to talk about. So you could probably get Bonucci for cheaper or around the same price. I think he's obviously he's a much better player, and I think he'd suit that back line fairly well. Can you imagine company and Bonucci back there? And let's be honest, as we saw in the Euros, Bonucci can play some some killer through balls that I'm sure Guardiola would appreciate. Yeah, I'm just not so sure how realistic this transfer actually is. I feel like... Juventus have spent as much as you hate the Iguain deal, and we both don't really like it that much. I think they are proving to all the guys there, Dybala and Bonucci and Chiellini and all of them, that we're here to challenge for the Champions League. We mean business in this window. We don't want to sell Pogba unless we get 120 million, something ridiculous. And so I think that. I just don't see this happening. I feel like this is just rumors. People want to talk about Bonucci because he he's obviously a fantastic center back. He was brilliant at the Euro. And this is one of those things that the Premier League clubs just simply would love to have him. So I think they try and build up the rumors, build up the rumors, maybe try and unsettle him. Like, like that is accustomed to what we do in FM, you know, some guy who doesn't want to come, you just keep declaring your interest and making bids and, trying to unsettle him, but ultimately I, I, I can't. I don't even see this happening. Um, I think he'll want to stay at Juventus where he's comfortable and really give it a good go with the new team and the new players that have come in, Iguain, Pjanic, Danny Alves, and all of them. But obviously I do agree that if Man City could have the pick of John Stones and Benucci, I think it's really – I don't know who would really argue it. It's definitely a no-brainer you would go with Benucci. Absolutely, but let's stay with Man City here, Mark, and – Guardiola, as delusional as he always is, made a made an, an interesting statement yesterday, saying that Fernandinho of just red card fame, really, can play ten positions. So, what's your reaction to that? I'll, before you even start, let me give you my very quick reaction. It's absurd. It's a ridiculous statement. He's essentially comparing Fernandinho to Michael Essien, really, who was the last holding mid that we saw who could really play anywhere and excelled it right back for a long time at Chelsea when they needed him there. So for me to say that Fernandinho, who in my opinion is just a very average player, I've seen City fans raving about him on forums as if he was N'Golo Conte. So it's, it's a dubious statement by Guardiola. I mean, he is incredibly athletic. He is sort of similar in 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 the role uh, in the mold of N'Golo Kante, he he has a great engine. Uh, he's pretty good technically. Um, so I don't know how it's it's a little far fetched, and it's probably just Guardiola trying to talk up the class of Fernandinho, trying to give his players a little pat pat on the back. Um, I don't know how much more you can read into it besides that. I I I, I highly doubt that we see Fernandinho playing as a as a false nine and a left back this season. I think you'll, I think you'll be in center. <laughs> I think, I think you'll be in center midfield. Yeah. And as for today's last topic, Mark, 
I'm sure it's hard to go a day without speaking about Leicester City, so let's do that right now. Uh, talk to us a little bit about their new signing, Mark. Uh, is this the end of Rian Maris? Well, it looks like they're about to bring in Kapustka, the Polish winger, who really shone at the Euro, unlike what you say, my boy, my boy Arik Milik <laughs> uh, failed to do. Um, he's incredibly crafty, incredibly skillful, can play on the left and the right. He immediately jumped out at not only me, but I remember Gary Lineker tweeting moments after I declared to the rest of our EIF squad that he was a really good player. He tweeted out that this Kapustia kid can really play. He's, a great, he's one for the future for sure. And so if they can bring him in for the reported seven and a half million pounds, then this is just another, another win for the Leicester scouting department. People thought that this might be gone. Uh, after Steve Walsh left and went to Everton. But it appears that they're going to continue this trend of just finding absolute gems for cheap amount of money. And I would not be surprised if, you know, this is another one of those players that gets sold on for 40, 50 million down the road. Um, but to your question, does it spell the end of Riyad Mahrez? I don't think so. I think that if, I, I think they're still confident that he'll stay. And I think that if he was to leave, they would have brought in a more a more proven player. I think that's what they would have done. I don't think they're going to leave it to Kaputska, who's never played in a top-five European league. He's never seen the Premier League. Um, I don't think that they would leave that in his hands, although they did do that with Riyad Mahrez when they signed him from you know the second tier in France and and similarly with N'Golo Conte. So who knows? But Kaputska would be a brilliant signing, and I hope it is not the end of Riyad Mahrez. Yeah, I mean, this Riyad Mahrez situation is looking worse as days go by. I'd be very sad as a Leicester fan if after such a good start to the summer with Vardy rejecting Arsenal, now Conte leaves and then maybe Mahrez. That's very disappointing to see that team breaking up like we feared it would. As for their signings this offseason, they've made some good signings. For me, the problem is... At the end of the day, you can say, yeah, these guys could be, you know, they could be the next Mares, the next Conte in, in Mendy, for example. But if Mares leaves and with Conte already having left, I, I can't see them being a better team. I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying they're gonna be playing better. Obviously, they're not gonna be getting near the title like they did last year. But player by player, even that team last year who people said, Oh, player player wise, this team's not great. They just play with incredible spirit. Player by player, they're not going to be better. There's no mistaking that losing Mars and losing Conte and bringing in good but unproven players doesn't doesn't quite do the job, in my opinion. And Leicester have the money. They have plenty of money. I don't see why they don't go out and spend big money on one player. There's the whole, you know, they don't want to disrupt the squad. I don't see why not give it a shot. I think, I think it's something they should do. I know you're opposed to that, but... I guess we'll see who, who's proven right when the season begins. But I, I think that's all we have time for today, Mark. I know, I know you'd love to talk about Lester for days, but we can always continue this discussion in tomorrow's podcast. And as for everyone who tuned in, please make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud at EIF Soccer. And like us on Facebook. Everything is 
football. F is in Frank, U is in Underwood, football. Thank you very much for listening and have a good day. Bye-bye. I think we should get a room yourself and your shoes ain't off the shelves. You straight out of magazine feel things I ain't ever felt. Yeah.